Hi, welcome to the Book of Medora podcast, the podcast where we talk about Zelda lore. I'm Cameron, your temporary host for this episode, and with me is Monica. Hello. So, the reason that we're doing this episode without Crystal is down to, I guess you'd call them scheduling problems. Schedules are complicated, and they get especially complicated near the end of December and the beginning of January. So we're just recording this little piece to provide a little bit of a buffer while we try and get our schedules a little bit more aligned. Is this a bonus bonus episode? Yes. I get I guess. Bonus bo- squared. Yeah, the double bonus. The bonus to bonus. Oh, that's that's too much bonuses. But yes, this is Hyrule Warriors 1.5, I guess. I don't know how Crystal will actually end up describing it, but that's, uh, yeah, I, I think of it as Hyrule Warriors 1.5, a bonus bonus. We're not going to go into the actual story of Hyrule Warriors. Oh, no, 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 God. I would never dream of going through anything of real consequence with regards to the lore in the game without Crystal being here. Or even semi-real consequence. Y- yeah, as long as it's not mattering at all, then it's free game without doing for crystal but crystal's the soul of the podcast and i wouldn't want to do any more of the game without her than is strictly necessary anyway so for today we're going to have a relatively short episode and it's mostly going to be monica and i fielding questions or monica and me fielding questions about hyrule warriors that are sent in by our listeners on twitter oh boy questions oh boy questions so let's start off with a question from friend of the show alex and alex writes in how do you feel about the 3ds slash switch content where you rescue and redeem sia from puppet ganon and she's just given a pat on the head and put under lana's supervision now answering that question is going to require a little bit of context and If we're going to talk about that context, then we might as well talk about the DLC campaigns that were in Hyrule Warrior. Well, not exactly DLC campaigns. There was a DLC campaign in the original Hyrule Warriors that dealt with the origins of the bad guy team and how Sia brought Wizro and Volga into the fold. But in Hyrule Warriors Legends on the 3DS... And Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition on the Switch, there was another campaign still in which you dealt with post-game events. There is actually a third DLC, the Linkle DLC, but that's the cutoff point. We're not going to talk about Linkle without Crystal being here. Okay. So Linkle we'll be dealing with next episode. But just so that our listeners have context for Alex's question, um, let's take a minute and talk about the events of the other two DLC. Now, it's been years since I played the DLC for the village villain origin stories. I didn't play through it. No, you didn't even watch when I played through it. So you're going to have to walk me through. I also did not do research for this. So. No, why would you? Because, I mean, it's Hyrule Warriors DLC. That's not something that you do research for. But for the villain part, there isn't really a whole ton to talk about. Um, Volga is a very strong warrior. He may have been framed as one of the strongest in Hyrule. Who Sia decided she wanted to have on her team for her evil armies. So 
she defeats him in battle and controls his mind from there on out. Was he always like a dragon persona? Yeah, he was he was a dragon. He had the big dragon thing going. He's a dragon knight. I there's nothing else in Zelda that's anything close to that. Like dragons are not dudes in this setting. Uh-huh. So I don't know what they were thinking Volga was supposed to be in canon except for a send up to Volvagia. Why isn't he just Volvagia? I because how can Volvagia be a dude? Sia did it. No, no. But then he wouldn't be able to turn into a Western style dragon because Volvagia is not one of those. Volvagia's cousin. Volvagia's cousin, Volga, the Western style dragon who can turn into a dude. No, this is all nonsense. But anyway, uh, she mind controls Volga. And Wizro is like this ancient sorcerer who's sort of like a Dungeons and Dragons style lich whose phylactery is his magic ring. And she gets a hold of the ring and that gives her power over him. Okay. And that's it. That's the int- that's basically the whole damn DLC as I remember it. And if I'm wrong about that, people can feel free to write in a correction, but I can't guarantee that I'll take it very seriously. So... It's just levels where you play a Sia and then you just take over the two guys? Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Um, Why did you buy this DLC? I, it was free. Oh, okay. I think. I, I mean, again, I actually really enjoyed Hyrule Warriors when I played it outside of the fact of it being, you know, the story parts. But they were fun characters to play. Volga's actually really strong and feels good to play as. And it it was just fun. It was more time to spend with the game. That's pretty much it. I don't remember if it cost money. I thought that it was free, but it might not have been. It's not like I bought Hyrule Warriors Legends, right? Thank you. Yeah. We have a shared bank account. Yeah, we haven't done the definitive edition either. We're going to get Hyrule Warriors 2 if they announce it, though. Are we... That look, you know that if they do that, they're going to have a reveal trailer that's just the champions beating up like a thousand guys. You will get it for the champions. I will get it for the champions. And they might have Groose in there this time. I still can't believe they didn't put Groose in there. That is like the biggest hole in the entire roster is the lack of Groose. Anyway, um, so that's one of the DLC. And that just gives context for how Sia's army was formed. But there's a second DLC, not exactly a DLC, it's like an expansion campaign that takes place after the main campaign. And at about the three quarters point of the main campaign, Sia dies. Just to be super fucking clear. Spoilers. Spoilers. Sia dies in Hyrule Warriors. And the game ends with Lana taking the Triforce of Power and pissing off Back to where she was originally the guardian of the Triforce or whatever. This is double spoilers. Listen, yes, big double spoilers. But it's Hyrule Warriors, it's fine. We'll be going into the more specifics of the events so the listeners can still experience the drama of how it all plays out. But we'll be doing that when Crystal's here. Uh Uh-huh. For now, we're just talking about this expansion campaign. I just mean it's a spoiler to the next podcast. Oh, well, I mean, like, we, we still have to go... The, you don't listen to the podcast to learn about what the stories are about unless you're a couple of our listeners who have never played Zelda games and just like listening to us talk. But... 
Hello. Hello. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine to talk about spoilers. The, the, the experience is us talking about them. Anyway, um, so when the 3DS version, Hyrule Warriors Legends, and the Switch version, the Definitive Edition, came out, they included a campaign that takes place after the main story mode. And I think that it was called the Saga of the Great Sea or something like that. And I saw that uh, the Forbidden Fortress appears. It sure does, actually. Anyway, the... Uh, God. The way that that campaign starts off is that Lana's just hanging out somewhere. Uh, I think it's in the Valley of the Seers. And she's holding the Triforce of Power in her hand for some reason. And she's facing a wall. And then a gigantic black mist fills the air behind her. And she turns around and she's like, what? And then the black mist steals the Triforce of Power and fucks off. People steal the Triforce really easily in this game. Well, I mean, she was holding it in her open hand. She didn't have her fist closed around it or anything. I guess, like, Lana's possession of the Triforce of Power isn't like Link or Zelda where they have it inside their bodies or possibly, you know, spiritually aligned with where they are so that it's not actually existing in a physical place. But no, Lana was holding it in her fucking hand and then the the evil shadow reached out and stole that shit. Okay. And as soon as it reaches out and steals that shit, there's another, like, blast wave of bringing all the different worlds together. Only it's not completely covering Hyrule this time. And instead it just creates, like, tiny pockets. I guess because the Triforce of Power is not as powerful as the whole Triforce. And these tiny pockets are from the Great Sea. That being the Great Sea from the Wind Waker. Uh Uh-huh. And you get these things like those little bokoblin, uh, what do you call Mini those? blends? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the enemy types. I'm talking about like the um, the platforms that would rise up out of the sea. Oh, the... The viewing platforms. The bokoblin... Watchtowers? Yeah, the bokoblin watchtowers rising up. And there's the Forsaken Fortress over there. And there's Windfall Island for some reason. And Tetra's there on Windfall. And she's like, what was that? What just happened? And what's going on right now? And I'm not going to go into too many details about what's going on here. I will say that King Daphnis Nohansen High... Well, since this is Tetra, all of this has to take place before Wind Waker because of the way that certain characters interact. King Daphnis Nohansen Hyrule shows up because the gods told him he needed to take care of what's going on here. He's not the boat. Good old Daphnis. Good old Daphnis Nohansen Hyrule, the hero we all love and deserve. I'm so sick of Daphnis now. No, I mean, I like him. He's a great character, but holy shit, what a dirtbag. And um, so anyway, uh, Link runs out and saves Tetra from some monsters. By Link, you mean Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Link. Warriors Link. Like, Impa and Zelda are standing at Hyrule Castle, watching all this shit go down. And Link is there too. And then Impa turns around and says, listen, we need you to go look at that. And he's like, yeah, all right. And he runs off with his scarf trailing behind him. And there's no Wind Waker Link in this story. Presumably either because Links don't exist in other worlds, which is odd because that would mean that since other Zeldas don't exist, that this game is considering Tetra a separate character from Zelda. Which, you know, fine, but it's not really consistent with the way they've handled the rest of everything else. 
he rescues Zelda, uh, Tetra from some monsters, and then um, they find out that Lana has been sensing Sia's life force during all of this. So she's out on the hunt trying to find where Sia is. She's like, Sia disappeared. Now I might be able to find her. And it's like, no, no, no. Sia died in your arms. We saw it happen. We're going to talk about it at length about all the shit that that meant when it happened. She did, like, fade die, though. Yeah, that is about as explicit as any of these games get. Like, even Ganon fade dies at the end of Hyrule Warriors. Well, Ganon comes back. No, I mean, he fade dies at the end of Hyrule Warriors. I know, but he's a bad example for dead and gone. He gets shot with a Triforce laser in this game. <laughs> he comes back. Not in this one. He'll come back for Hyrule Warriors too. Oh, I guess he could. Anyway, um, so it turns out that the source of Sia's life energy that's being found is Dark Sia, who's like Dark Link, but Sia. And she somehow has gained hold of Sia's power. And uh, she wants to take Sia's place. And they Place as what? Uh, uh, re- re- resident guardian of the Triforce. She's no longer that. Listen, I didn't write this. I can't make excuses for something that I didn't actually do. And uh, Sia's still alive, as it turns out. And after they defeat Dark Sia, Sia's like, Hey, so um, it turns out that Dark Sia was just a puppet of Phantom Ganon. And the real villain of this arc is Phantom Ganon from The Wind Waker. No, wait, but... but Dark Sia isn't just Sia mind-controlled? No. It's just a separate thing? Yes. So where was Sia? Listen, I don't have good answers for you. This is not something that I researched very well. I only half-watched this video because you played it when I was, you know, half asleep. Yeah, but that video only covered the very last thing, so beyond that, I had to read from the Gamepedia. Oh, okay. Anyway. This is what happens when Cam does the research. Oh, that is not fair! (laughs) That is not fair at all. Okay. This is what happens when I do the research on Hyrule Warriors. Okay. Though that's not fair either because I'm the one who made us sit down and watch that two-hour compilation of the Hyrule Warriors story. That's true. Okay. Damn it. (laughs) I'm sorry. You should be. Anyway. Hurting my feelings all the time in front of all all our listeners. So C is like, okay, so the real bad guy is Phantom Ganon, and Phantom Ganon was the big shadowy mist that stole the Triforce of Power. But all the changes that are being made to this area are not being done with the Triforce of Power. They're being done with my power, that Sia's power, that Phantom Ganon stole after he already had the Triforce of Power. Because the Triforce of Power in this doesn't actually do anything. It just, like, is a thing. That's the thing in Hyrule Warriors. The Triforces don't do squat. Also, Phantom Ganon? Phantom Ganon. Not Ganon, but Phantom Ganon. Phantom Ganon with the Triforce of Power. Phantom Ganon has no being beyond Ganon. Or wait, do they mean that the Triforce of Power is Sia's power? Because that's her power by right as of the end since she and Lana are the same person. I don't know. Anyway, um, Sia's trying to get... Sia's mustered up some monsters and is waging war on Phantom Ganon trying to reclaim... The Triforce of Power and her own magic power. Uh, Why didn't they just do Vati? Why didn't they just do Vati, actually? 
Like, that actually would have been really fun. The, get, the series does have multiple villains in it, and Vati yes. absolutely would have been the correct pick for a villain in this setting, but he's not in The Wind Waker. Vati fans, it's your time. This could have been the time for Vati fans, but it wasn't. That just isn't how it played out. Is There really isn't another villain in Wind Waker. No, there's not. They could have just had Wind Waker Ganon. Oh, no, no, the squid. Which squid? The the big-eyed squids. Oh, just the... the just a squid with many eyes. The colossal octoroks? Uh-huh. Those are the bad guys in this DLC? Uh-huh. Oh. No, let's Can go... you think of any other? <laughs> How about just Wind Waker Ganon? That Another actually, Gan- same that, Ganondorf? N- a different Ganondorf. Because th- th- that's one of the things about this particular sequence. The Saga of the Great Sea treats Wind Waker not as a different time period, but as a separate world entirely. That's always how it's referred to in any of the dialogue. Not as a different time, but a different world. How about they make Daphnis the enemy? Oh, that could have been really good and subversive in a way that I don't think this game could have handled at all. He wanted to take the Triforce back. Yeah, if he takes the Triforce back, then he can stop all the things that are happening to his kingdom. That would have been good, but it's not what they did. Instead, we're fighting Phantom Ganon alongside Sia, who's too weakened and is using her life force to strengthen her forces again, I think. Spoilers, that happens in episode two or possibly three of the Hyrule Warriors podcast, depending on how this one is numbered. Um, so it's like she's run, she's almost completely out of magic power, and she doesn't stand a chance against Phantom Ganon, but she has to wage the fight anyway. So our four heroes, Lana, Link, Tetra, and... Daphnis and Ohansen Hyrule all show up and they all they're all super concerned about making sure that Sia makes it out of this. It's like everybody's like whenever she's not around, everybody's like, Where's Sia? Is she okay? Is she okay? We have to help Sia. We care about her a lot. We care about Sia a lot. We have No, we don't have explanations for this. Shut up. God. Um so it's funny here because Tetra and Daphnis have no idea who Sia is. But, you know, Lana cares and Link isn't saying shit to anyone. So they just assume that Sia must be this really good, important person that they have to save. And there's a sequence in the... She is the good fairy that defends the Triforce for the world. Uh-huh. And watches over the world from the edge of time. Uh-huh. Accurate. She's Hylia. Yeah. Mm kinda kinda but also not really anyway um there's also a sequence in the final battle where lana's like everyone give sia your power and i guess they just like spirit bomb all their energy over to sia so that she can use her big magic to summon a light arrow to shoot phantom ganon with and that weakens him enough to turn him into an actual boss fight and they beat up phantom ganon Sia's magic in the original Hyrule Warriors was just summoning a bunch of shadow links. Yeah, basically. Like four shadow links that well, jump you. She could also do like uh, pillars of evil destructive magic on the ground. It's like generic magic stuff. No light arrows. No light arrows, no. no she, but she can do the light arrows now because she's Hylia, I guess. 
because she's the highly equivalent in this story, this strange fan fiction. Hmm. Anyway, um, so they all fight Phantom Ganon, and Phantom Ganon dies, and they get the Triforce of Power back. And Lana grabs the Triforce of Power and hands it off to Sia. And this sequence is interesting because we see that Sia is actually gigantic compared to Lana. Like, it's partially where she's standing in the frame, but she's easily a full head taller. Right, I was awake enough to see this part. You were like, they, what? They what? don't look that alike. No, they don't. Like, I, 90%, I acknowledge 90% of my recognition of people relies on hair. their hair color. Yeah. <laughs> their hairstyle and color, and I guess their height, so they look nothing alike to me. Right, yeah. Yeah, I yeah that and 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 skin tone. Yes, yeah, it's completely different. They're completely different skin tones because one of them is a evil sex maniac and the other is a good pure shrine maiden. They they look nothing alike, and it really baffles me now. And that she is Midna, enormous. <laughs> yeah, and it baffles me that Midna would think that they look the same. Well, I don't know what you want me to tell you. She is. The same person as Lana. What do you want me to say? Maybe Twiley recognized people differently. By their faces? Ah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Lana hands off the Triforce of Power to Sia. And they all go back to Hyrule Castle. And Impa and Zelda are just fine with seeing Zelda, with seeing Sia walking around with the fucking Triforce of Power. They're not surprised at all. So everybody gets together and sticks their hands out. And Link puts out courage, and Zelda puts out wisdom, and Sia puts out power, and they make a wish on the Triforce, and the world is fixed. And that's it. And then uh, oh, it was Sia and Lana who hold out their hand, and the Triforce of Power is transposed above them. Okay, but it's really Sia doing it. Okay. I'm not going back and checking this cutscene. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to be... I, I think it was both of them. I think that I'm way more confident than you are. No. Oh, that's right. You're the only one who can actually win that fucking fight. Regardless. Regardless, they put out the Triforce of Power, at least partially under Sia's control, and make a wish that fixes the world again. Afterward, everything goes back to normal, and then we get a post-credits ending sequence where Lana and Sia are... Back to being in their guardian uniforms, one in a darker set of colors and the other in a lighter set of colors. Did you already talk about Tetra and Nohansen saying bye? No, I they didn't. just fade. They they just like fade out of existence. They're like bye, and it's like why are they fading like that? We're still in Wind Waker world, but they're gone. What point in their stories do you think they po- popped up? They from? didn't. It doesn't work in canon. It just doesn't work in canon, especially with Daphnis. I don't think Daphnis even manifested in the world until Ganondorf came back. Yeah. Well, maybe that was the exact moment. That's the exact moment <laughs> when Phantom Ganon stole the Triforce of well, Power? he also never appears as himself. He's the boat. In this one, he controls the sail? I, I think he can also swing the boat. I'm not sure. It's I, pretty funny. I never played as Daphnis. It's pretty funny. Yeah, he does swing the sail at people. That's like his main weapon, the sail. But he's he's not the boat. No, he's not the boat. He's just the big king man. He really should have just been the boat. He should have been the... Oh, that would have been amazing, wouldn't it? Oh, that would have been so good. That would have been like that one special that Toon Link has where he kills you with the train. That's so good. When does he do that? 
When does Toon Link appear? Toon Link was, I think, a free DLC character in the original game alongside Tingle, Volga, Wizro, and Sia. Uh, Marin might have also been in it, but she might have also been a Hyrule Legends character. Anyway, now Lana and Sia are okay. once more the twin. The, now they're the twin guardians of time instead of merging back into a single person. Why don't they merge together? Why don't they merge together? No one knows. Because it's like Lana's the light that was driven out of Sia's heart. They use light a lot in this DLC, by the way. And um, no, they're they're just separate, light and dark, good and bad. And now they watch over the balance of the Triforce in harmony for all time. And they're still peeping on Link in the finale. And that's it. Uh, Sia gets to go back to being exactly who she was in spite of everything. There's no long-lasting consequences for her. She kind of killed a lot of people. Uh, it depends on if you think anyone died in Hyrule Warriors. You kill, like, there's a kill count. There's a KO count. We talked about this last episode. Nobody actually dies. They just get knocked out and retreat. Remember, even in cases where it makes no sense that a character wouldn't be, you know, executed. Like when you're playing as Ganon and you let Zelda and Link retreat. Yeah. Nobody dies. Except for Sia. Except that in this one it turns out she didn't die. So I'm going to reread Alex's question now that we have some context by which to answer it. How do you feel about the 3DS slash Switch content where you rescue and redeem Sia from Puppet Ganon and she's just given a pat on the head and put under Lana's supervision? I don't know that she's put under Lana's supervision. Oh, they're definitely like... They're together. I think that they probably have equal authority. What, yes. What do you think of it, Monica? They're the same person. They just have four hands now. Yes, Thank you. What do you think of the content itself? Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> what, you don't think she got enough, she didn't get enough comeuppance? No, it just, you, I wouldn't think you'd want to use Wind Waker as the background to this Sea of Redemption story. What would you use as a background for a Sea of Redemption story if you had a choice? I don't do truncate silence on episodes where it's just you and me, so your silence will be preserved. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Original content? Mm-hmm. You know what that got us last time they did that? Hyrule Warriors. I know. So it'd be perfectly fine. Um, Sia's dead, or she's supposed to be dead, and this walking that back takes a lot of... What what weight that story had, what pathos it had, was rooted in deeply misogynistic portrayals and ideas of relationships. So that part's fine. But also, um, she did wage war on Hyrule, and in any halfway... Like, if this were a Zelda game, she would have killed thousands and thousands of people. Thousands. Yep. But also, like, Wind Waker's just that... The art style is still in that super deformed, yeah, cartoony. Yeah, yeah. It's super jarring because the lighting hits those models the same way that they hit the regular character models, right? 
So they look like weird, like, not even claymation like you got the feeling from Wind Waker HD. It's just this weird look, like soft plastic. Maybe Majora's Mask characters. Maybe, you know, if you had the Calamity in there, I could buy that. I mean, that was obviously way after the fact. Right, no, they they couldn't have worked that in. No, I'm saying, but even though it's way after the fact, that setting might have worked with the Calamity for your Sia Redemption arc. I think it could have worked with Majora. Yeah? Yeah. Just Majora as that place where you come to terms with yourself? Yes. Uh, I could see that. I could see that working pretty well. Yeah, you have her running around with Skull Kid or whatever the fuck. And Sia exists because it's another weird world that's not Hyrule. Oh, it's not Oh, it's not even Sia. It's like Mirror Sia. Yeah. With a different Mirror Lana who is Sia. Mirror Lana who is Sia. And that would also explain why they don't merge into a single person at the end. Anyway. I fixed your story. <laughs> anyway, it's bad. Sorry, Alex. It's it's bad. It's not just bad, it's rancid. It is so bad. I could not I can believe it because the story of Hyrule Warriors in general is pretty bad. And, you know, it's good that they walked back the thing where Sia died because she liked a boy too much. I'm glad they walked that part back. But also, it's like the game pretends that it didn't happen. Which, again, fine, but you didn't actually do enough to try to retcon it and that you didn't change anything from the original story. And it's bad. And Phantom Ganon's the worst possible villain. Well, but what are you going to do with Phantom Ganon being your villain? Ganon just creates Phantom Ganon. Ganon makes Phantom Ganon out of shadow magic. He just does it. That's just a thing that he does. You have a whole just swath of villains that you could have picked for this crap. You know who also could have worked for a Seer Redemption arc? Demise. Yeah. They're just the devil. That would be fine. Yes. Like, have you know what? If it's Sia fighting Demise, I'll be like, okay, I'm siding with the witch on this one. And when it's Sia fighting Phantom Ganon, I'm looking around going, where's Ganon? Everybody should be asking in this sequence, where's Ganon? Right. But he's nowhere, because it's just Phantom Ganon who has enough single... Uh, oh, it just has a Triforce of power. Shall we move on to a different question? Uh-huh. All right. This one comes from This is Slep at This is Emeralds. Y'all were talking on episode one about why doesn't Sia use the Triforce for X? But what if she couldn't use the Triforce? Could Sia be a god, which we remember from Skyward Sword, can't use the Triforce? That's a valid point. The only problem is that near the, I think it's the end of part one is that she actually does use the triforce yes just not to any particular end well she uses it to bring all the different things together fair but but the the thing is it creates this possibility space and this is a good point to bring up m because like that is the conclusion that one might draw given the set of information that we laid out but Sia absolutely does use the Triforce. She just uses it in very narrow ways. I talked about it a little bit in episode one, but and I think, Monica, you pointed this out too. But the chief thing is that the only thing the Triforce actually does in this game is merge or unmerge worlds and shoot a laser. And that's it. 
No single piece of the Triforce seems to do anything in particular, except for the Triforce of Courage blocking a fireball. Yes. That's it. We also did discuss in Skyward Sword, like, gods could potentially use the Triforce, just not to its full powers. Yeah, because the only other potential reading of that is that Demise isn't a god, and it's like, I don't know. He definitely seems pretty godlike. If he can wound Hylia to death and come back from the fight when she doesn't. Well, we were a bit split on that. Yeah, there's room for it. But it's like, if you don't have the Triforce and Demise's head, you can't beat Demise. But regardless, um, Sia doesn't... She is definitely in the role of a god. Absolutely. Agreed. But the thing is that her role of god seems to ignore that little line from skyward sword and because she does use the triforce and the only thing is that she doesn't use it in the ways you would expect her to and we'll get into that more in episode two and or three but god limitations god limitations definitely that's no no that's not what's going on here so, um, again, we have to make it work. We, no, we don't. We don't have to make it work. We don't have to make this work. Like Crystal would want us to make it work. Crystal will definitely try her best, and we'll try her best to support her in this. Uh, but I... <laughs> Did you just say, we'll try her best? We'll try our best. I, it came out R. We'll try our best, and you heard her best. Because I don't know why I pronounce our that way now. But it's really funny if that was the case. Yeah, we'll try her best to. (laughs) We'll try her best to make Hyrule Warriors work. But even in episode one, you could hear that particular bit of insistence crumbling. I don't think it's going to end up being considered a canonical game and series. She did label part one bonus. She did. That doesn't necessarily mean anything... It's not going to be Oh, it can be changed. It can be changed. Mm. She can change that. That could just be a provisional thing. But from the way we were talking about it, I don't think... But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Monica, why don't you read the question from Jasmine? Also, I've heard there's like two extra goddesses who might be lesbians, or is that just Fanon? Like in addition to Sia and Lana? No, no, no. Jasmine is hearing things about Sia and Lana. Oh, both Sia and Lana are the same person and also they're interested in this one boy. Yeah, they are like the most het of any characters in The Legend of Zelda. Most uncomfortably het. Yeah, it's bad. Um, And they're also the same person, which I guess is like self-cessed, but there isn't what you would call romantic tension between them. There's a bit of like weird, like, weird because they're the same person. Do you think sort there's tension weird, there? A little bit, like in, in the, what scene? In like the when she is dying. Okay, but, sorry, spoilers. But, but the thing about that death scene is that it actually fails the Beckdale test because they spend the entire time talking about Link. Yeah, no, I know, but just in the framing of the scene and the like, how she holds herself. Yeah, holds herself. Just very intimate. Everyone should hold themselves at least sometimes. Uh huh. Anyway. Yeah, what, is that what we're going to do? Yeah. Um, I guess it, c- it could be read as intimate, but it's like... 
you can read that into it if you want to, but they are like the most aggressively heterosexual characters to ever be attached to Hyrule, period. And we have like Ruto. And we have Ruto. And they are worse than that. <clears throat> but yes, you can treat them as self-cessed lesbians if you want to. That's perfectly fine. Fan work and fan end wins out in the end. That's just a fact. It would probably be more interesting. It would be so much more interesting if it was like this weird thing where they were trying to come to terms with how they see themselves. Like if there was actual character writing in there. Yes. Oh, like Sia is the person that she wants to be. Lon is the person that she actually is. Or it's like two, the other way around. Or two different versions of how she wants to see herself. And the whole game is about reconciling those two ideas with each other. Yes. That would be an interesting fanfic. Learn to love yourself. That would be a good fanfic. There might be fanfics like that. I've never browsed the Hyrule Warriors well, no, fanfiction. Yeah, well, I mean, who would? Lots, Lots of, of people. people. Um, Jasmine also asks, Y'all know a good LP for this one? Because I'm never going to fucking play it. Well, um, I don't actually know any good LPs for it. Uh, the thing is that Musou games are kind of LP poison because they're really long and not a lot happens in them and they're difficult to commentate over. Now, if anyone does know a good LP for it, send it to bookofmedorapodcast at gmail.com and I'll pass that along to Jasmine. But what we used is the Hyrule Warriors game movie, all cutscenes off of YouTube to refresh ourselves. You probably couldn't let's play it, but you could probably, was it called MS3K? Oh, Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, yeah. MST3K it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably could do that pretty well. Oh, yeah, yeah. There have been some good parody videos put out of Hyrule Warriors, like that one we can't find. That's just them all making the talking noises at each Sa. other. Oh, just over and over. We can't remember if it was very mean, though. Yeah, we can't remember if there's like toxic bullshit in there. Yeah. So we're not going to dig that one too further up. Anyway. But it makes a good point. Sa. Yeah, Sa indeed. Uh, the vo- This was the proof of concept for voice acting in the Zelda games, and it was bad. Ugh. Monica, could you read this question from Mike? Mike loves rabbit, so does Cameron. I do. I love rabbits. They're great. Um, Mike asks, how much would the game be improved if it was Hyrule Luchadors instead? I could see it. I could absolutely see that. Yeah. That would have a much more unified aesthetic going, and it would require like a whole new version of the setting. I can see it because you can actually make a basis for Sheik. You can make a you can make a basis for Sheik. Holy shit! The Crown Princess of Hyrule wants to be a luchador. Okay, that's that's one of the starts. Yeah, I could feel that. And then she like wears a different mask when she reveals who she actually is. Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd like if Hyrule Warriors had been a completely original story that dealt with a completely original setting that was themed after the legend of zelda i think that would actually be much better and much more fun while we're at it but not dealing with multiverses not dealing with multiverses but that also takes away a lot of what makes hyrule warriors engaging for the people who actually got into it which is the ability to run around as say darunia and hit people with a hammer but it could be a different darunia you're not you're super not wrong 
Like, they could have had a whole lineup of all the sages as, like, this stable of badasses. Yeah, it's just very consistent for a Zelda game to have another iteration of, you know, Malin. We don't know much about wrestling in general, but it would be a great deal of fun to see what that version of the setting would look like, and it would probably be a much better game, just for a more particular focus. Most things, if written with a little bit more care, would be better than Hyrule. Yeah, we always assume that these are going to be well-written according to their genre. You have to put that little asterisk in. No one at Koei Tecmo can write this. That's our asterisk. What if Nintendo had more say over the story, just like with Oracle games, than we know? Oh, I hope not. I hope not. Oh, awful. Awful, awful, awful. You know, I've noticed that there don't seem to be any Hyrule Warriors spirits in Smash Ultimate. Yes. Not a one. This is an attack on its canonicity. If we take anything that Nintendo says as particularly indicative. (laughs) And it's not so much reflective of its canonicity to me. It's just reflective of where Nintendo sees Hyrule Warriors in terms of how it exists in the Zelda pantheon, which is that it doesn't. Canonicity. Canonicity is not the same thing. Veronica writes in, Where does Hyrule Warriors fit into the timeline? (laughs) And you said? And I said, finally, the question segment that will end the podcast. Thank you, Veronica. Now, we're not going to say anything concrete here because Crystal's not here. Uh Uh-huh. That'll be discussed next episode, probably. We will absolutely discuss it at length next episode. But provisionally, as of right now, I don't think it fits in the timeline at all. That's my serious answer. Yeah, of course. What's your goofy answer? My goofy answer is that it takes place multiple places in the timeline, and for each game that it intersects with, and each character, really, once you look at Tetra and Daphnis. And Darunia. And Darunia with Bruto. Yeah. And Navi. And Midna. And Midna. So they all intersect at a different point in those characters' lives. Yeah. So at different points in those games. And then it takes place. I guess. It'd have to be after Twilight Princess, right? Yeah. It, it Most things do take place very well under the child timeline. But then. From your reading, wouldn't that also mean that it takes place after Link Between Worlds? Yes. Huh. <laughs> but, I mean, Sia and Lana are supposedly outside of time. Oh, wait so... a minute. Ravio's actually in the game as DLC, I think. I could yes. Be I could be wrong. Or at least an outfit. Maybe Yuga? It's been a minute. But Sia and Lana are from outside of time, so technically... They're not from outside of time. They're from over there. (laughs) (laughs) They could be. They look at all times. Yeah, that's true. They're they're the uh, Hylia OC character. Do not steal. I think that Koei Tecmo (laughs) might have stole that from somebody. I still think that. Yes. Anyway... They they could be from any point, even very early on in the timeline. Oh, interesting. That's what my long spiel was going to say. Okay. 
But the serious answer. But the serious answer is nowhere. No, it don't fit. Okay. Mothy writes in, Between Sia and Lana, which one is the heartless and which one is the nobody? We learned that Crystal either made a mistake or intentionally misled us with the nobody. Well, we don't need to worry about that, now do we? That, because <laughs> I don't the, know what the, they are. As the resident Kingdom Hearts expert, oh, I feel perfectly qualified to answer this. Okay. Based on my shadowy recollections of a game that I played 15 years ago. So I think that in this, we know that Kingdom Hearts is light. And we also know that the hearts themselves must also be made of light. So Lana, driven out of Sia's body, is literally Sia's heart. Okay. Which would mean that Lana is a heart with no body. Ergo, she's the nobody. And that would mean that Sia, who has no heart, must be the heartless. Okay. And that's it. Does does that hold up? I did. Listeners, let us know if that holds up. That absolutely holds up. I don't know why anyone would ever bother (laughs) to correct me on that. Especially Crystal. Because I know that I didn't get it backward this time. But do do nobodies have physical forms? They have no body. But do they have a physical form? Well, I mean, everything has a physical form. But then why are they nobodies? Because they're hearts without a body. But they have bodies. Okay, but it's like... More of a metaphysical thing, I guess. It's like you have to... I guess it's almost Aristotelian. Because it's like you generate... Okay, think of it like the crystal gems from Steven Universe. You take the heart out, that becomes like a gem that generates a hard light construct that functions as your body. That's why you can't kill anyone from Organization 13 because they're all nobodies. Wait, they have hearts? If you break them down, Uh then their hearts regenerate their their bodies... But they're not very nice, are they? No, they're not. They're dicks. But some of them are okay. I think that red-haired boy is supposed to be nice sometimes. But their hearts? I love that you are just asking like me to lead you into this because I'm not even I you don't ask me these. This is my stand. What what is your stand? You you made it up. Oh, okay. Um if Monica had a stand from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, her ability would, like her stand power would be that she shuts down the stand of any given person so long as she keeps talking about how stupid their stand is. Like the idea. I think pointed questions count. Pointed questions would count, yes. What was the name of the stand? In fact, it's a um, oh shit. Oh, I think I gave it a name from a Queen song. I can't remember. I just can't. It might have been like, oh, um, uh, Radio Gaga. That's good. Yeah, Radio Gaga. Yeah, that's your stand, Radio Gaga. Anyway, um, yeah, that's Kingdom Hearts. So um, Lana is the nobody and Sia is the heartless because Lana has nobody and Sia has no heart. Okay. Okay. Could you read this next one from Pee Wee? Peewee states, it being Zelda-themed isn't enough to trick me into playing a Dynasty Warriors. Peewee, you've got standards. <laughs> yeah, that's wise, really. Very wise. Yeah. And 
I say that as a person who liked this Dynasty Warriors. I I, I wish I had those standards. Well, I mean, you played co-op in the adventure mode with me. The problem with the co-op, and we didn't touch on this, there's an actual gameplay problem. When you played co-op, because the game had to process like a second player with a second view and everything like that, it would generate less monsters. So it would take longer to do things like take forts because you brought down fort health by killing monsters inside of it. Right. And I think it was unintentional because it actually became quite hard to reach the same numbers as you would in single player. That's apparently no longer a problem in the Switch version. Right. The Switch version and the increased number of monsters also indicates to me that it was just a technical problem technical issue with the wii u uh-huh that is that being fixed is not enough to compel me to play the switch version but it is enough to make you say you know what maybe hyrule warriors 2 will be fine no but fine okay then so that's where we are mothy also writes in so Marin is playable and can summon the windfish for big super attacks since Hyrule Warriors takes place in Awake Land with no dreaming, what is going on here in universe? Well, uh, Marin is actually being channeled by a seagull. Whoa. Oh, okay, go on. And the windfish exists in Awake Land anyway. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> yes. Well, when you say she's being channeled by a seagull... The seagull is her awake body. If you recall, if you do everything perfectly in Link's Awakening, she turns into a seagull. I thought she turned into a seagull if you did everything non-perfectly, and if you did it perfectly, it was Marin with wings. Well, yes. I just interpret interpret that as her turning into a seagull. Oh, well, what happened in the other one? She doesn't turn into a seagull. What? Why you gotta make that ending so dark now? But um, she turns into a person with wings? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Sure. Marin's Hylia, why not? I, well, I guess the ser- more serious answer there is there's only one ending. Is there? Is this the place for another timeline split? Like, that's a canonically different ending. Okay, fine. There aren't a lot of those in The Legend of Zelda. In fact, there's almost none. Oh, maybe that actually explains why the Oracle games take place so close. No, Oracle games come before Link's Awakening. God damn it. I hate those stupid games. (laughs) Or maybe each Oracle game leads to a different ending in Link's Awakening. Which one leads to which? I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even remotely care. No, I can't. I can't be forced. Okay, it'd be neat if, you know... In Hyrule Warriors, as Marin attacks, one of hers, she, like, sprouts wings. Yeah, that would be cool. I wonder if that happens. Probably not. I remember no. she swings around like a big bell. Uh-huh. Was the bell important for Marin? I, I know think it's it was one of the... Um, oh, does she use all the siren instruments? Just the bell, I think. Just the bell. I don't know. Well, if you don't know, why are you answering? I only saw the bell in my limited three-second advertisement experience. Coming in here with your Cameron-esque confidence in your answers. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why we're married. Be confident. Be confident. The rest of it will follow. Everything follows. As long as you've got two people who are really confident and they are confident in the same direction, you cannot be stopped either practically or legally. 
It's also really fun when the confidence clashes against another person who's very confident. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's always the best part of any of our days. So much arguing. <laughs> that is actually how our relationship got started, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was the good stuff. It was shipping debates. Uh, shipping debates. We agreed each o- with each other with regards to timeline debates. Uh-huh. That was a foundational thing where it's like, okay, each of us looked at the other and went, they have their head on straight, but they don't know shit about shipping. <laughs> so I guess we have to each try to convince the other. It worked out. Mostly. You're still such a boring shipper. You still like everybody with the name starting with M. You start with an M. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're accurate. You're not wrong. It's weird how that worked out, though. It's like they they take each game in the Zelda series and say, okay, let's find the best character in this game who is a woman. And when we name them, their name shall start with M. And that's just how it works. It's very specific. That is very specific. Also, that's not accurate at all. Uh, Zelda is easily the best character in Ocarina of Time by a thousand fucking miles. But she's still not the best ship. I'm judging you. The best way that the Zelda ship works in Ocarina of Time is her sending him away and being sad. That's a ship. Yeah, that is. A, that's a certain kind of ship. It's my ship. I know it's your ship, but it's the ship where they don't end up together. Oh, there's other things. Shut up. There's another Zelda. Oh, I see. No, um, we'll argue about this when the mic's off. Okay. I think that we've established what we're talking Back about. Back to Hyrule Warriors. Oh, do we have to, though? Uh-huh. What was your favorite skin for Zelda and Hyrule Warriors? Because there are some good ones. And we're going to include Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition because that has the Breath of the Wild design in it. Oh, they do, yeah. Yeah, they've got, um, they have Zelda from Hyrule Warriors, Zelda from Twilight Princess, Zelda from Ocarina of Time, I think. Uh, I can't remember if they have Zelda from, no, they definitely have Skyward Sword Zelda. You should probably look this up. Skyward Sword Zelda in her pink uh, goddess uh, ceremony outfit. Mm Mm-hmm. And we'll say Breath of the Wild Zelda. So that's five different. And the blue. And the pants. And then it looks a little bit weird because she was wearing pants, but the skin couldn't quite interact because it was always figuring she had a dress. Uh, But we never played a version that had the Breath of the Wild skin. We watched it. Did we? Because I've only seen like four second clips of it. It was already weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. She flies. She flies in that game. Yes. When she's carrying the Wind Waker. It works when she's just running around carrying her sword. Or does she fly then too? It's been a while. Which is your favorite skin? I think she sort of flies forward if you, she pushes the rapier forward. That's in some of her attacks, yeah. Yes. I don't know what my favorite skin of hers... You know, like as goofy as the, the design for the game is, I just like leaving it like that. Really? I, I don't like... The idea that it's another Zelda. Well, it's not about... it. It's a little bit about that. I guess, but at the same time, you're playing them in a non-canonical context. Right. It's like It's like Smash Brothers, right? Is it like Smash Brothers? It's For the purpose of this conversation, yes, because it's like... I don't yeah, know if it that, is. That's Breath of the Wild Link, but it's not canonically Breath of the Wild Link sure in Smash Brothers. Sure it is. Bro- <laughs> 
Uh, come again? Uh-huh. When? They got invited after the events of Breath of the Wild because they're using the the spirit bombs. We're getting a divorce. <laughs> I'm not doing it. It works perfectly fine. I... Name an issue with this. Oh, come on now. He uses the smash ball and there's a Triforce. Well, because Zelda lends him the Triforce of Courage. Um, he actually doesn't get the Triforce. Oh, the yeah, he doesn't. Ball. And also, wow. Zelda, Zelda, Thanks, doesn't, Zelda doesn't have the Triforce anymore in um, the ending of Breath of the Wild. She loses her connection to that power. I don't think that means she loses the Triforce. We'll discuss that in the Return to Breath of the Wild. That's going to be really interesting. So there are no canonical issues with this just being a post-game link. Um, okay, I'll bring up one canonical issue. Uh-huh. Actual post-game Breath of the Wild link would have parried the shit out of that fucking laser. A World of Light is not canon. Okay. <laughs> okay, you want to talk about a real problem? Canonically in Smash Brothers, no one is real. They're all toys. Yes, for that portion. <laughs> for what portion? For the story portion of the game. It's also true in classic mode and smash mode. What about multiplayer? That's why I just said smash mode. Okay. They're all toys. They're all... It's not even that they're necessarily toys. It's that they're representations of the ideas of these characters. Okay. Not okay. so much the characters themselves. Okay, you've convinced me. So Hyrule Warriors is a little bit like Smash Brothers. So it's fun to run around as this version of Zelda. Like, my favorite thing to do with Ganondorf and people love the design of Ganondorf in Hyrule Warriors yes they fucking love how long his goddamn hair is but I always ran around as Twilight Princess Ganondorf in spite of the fact that I don't actually like the design that fucking much because he looks really cool running around in Hyrule Warriors just tearing people up and a lot of the shadowy giant limb moves that he has fits really well with Twilight Princess's aesthetic you know, you saw me playing. I usually prefer the default skins. Always, and pretty much everything. And pretty much everything, yes. Though not in Smash Brothers, ironically. And that one you use the Ocarina of Time color palette. It's just a color palette. Sure. Granted. All right. Where are we? Okay. Um, Chris writes in, Is Sia good or bad? I feel like there's multiple axes on which we might answer this question. Is she personally good or <laughs> like is she a good or bad person? She's 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 even bad by that context. Yeah, she I does, think on most contexts she's bad. She does start a timeline shattering war that engulfs the entire world and theoretically should kill thousands and thousands and leave many thousands more homeless and adrift. And, uh, yes, she's bad. And she does it because she wants the D really badly. Specific person. Spe one specific person. Also, and she's kind of stalkery. It's not just kind of stalkery. It's very stalkery. She specifically does this because she doesn't want to bother with, like, courting him. Yeah. But it's like, well, he'll never be mine through regular means, so I'll just take him. And it's like, oh. Is that the kind of thing this is? Well, so, no, no, I didn't mean that part. That part, yes, yeah, super trans... Transgressive is a word. No, no, I didn't mean transgressive. Uh, she is transgressing. Yes. <laughs> super inappropriate. 
on all fronts. But sure. But I just mean the stalkery part, like just like peeping in on him and every link. Oh yeah, she loves. Doing and then that. like the giants, we haven't gotten to the Valley of the Seers she yet. She saw the, one unique soul with like every other soul that <laughs> wears this fucking outfit. No, I think the point of this game is that there literally is only one soul. Yeah, I know. Every link. I'm aware. Okay. But no, her house with the giant statues and photographs and paintings. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. really. She has statues of like Child Link and the garden. And it's like, girl, you need to back the fuck up. Yeah. It's and a... nobody says anything about it. No, nobody why would they? Sa- nobody walks by the statue and just kind of just looks past their shoulder and just. Like, Ugh. Yeah. And nobody ever goes over, goes into the room that's literally just covered in screenshots of Hyrule Warriors Link from different story sequences throughout the game. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Well, I think one thing Nintendo must have imposed, and I think I said this in the first part of our podcast on it, is they must have said, you can have your romance triangle thing, but none of our characters must acknowledge it. At all. At all. Yeah, you did None say None of them that. can acknowledge it in any way. That, sure, that's perfectly <laughs> and that likely. And that perfectly holds up. Yeah, that does hold up with how the game They don't this. react at all. Also, uh, C is bad from a writing perspective. Uh-huh. It's awful. Like, just everything that's going on with her and using her as a way to, like, demonize female sexuality. Like, fans get readings out of her that are much better, and that's great. But the way that I read the text is deeply, deeply icky. One way that Sia is good is she's got a pretty good design outside of the the boobs. (laughs) Go on. Like, I like her mask. It's a good mask. And I like... That plague doctor witch thing she's got going. um, It's it's fairly revealing, but I like the pinstripe... um, decoration on oh, her yeah, robes yeah, that, that, it's very nice that print is actually uh-huh. very nice yeah so to say she's only wearing it on one leg well as one do i mean sia in a straight up suit like a yeah that would be suit. nice pinstripe suit with that mask let's go yes she'd look a lot better with a little bit more fabric not to say that like the less fabric is terrible no, not at all. But Sia's design is very um, designed according to what the... It's to titillate artist, male viewers. It is very much meant to appeal to the male audience, the heterosexual male audience. And if it happens to catch some ladies who love ladies in the crossfire, great. But that wasn't the intent. Anyway, Sia's bad. You're not bad for liking Sia. You're not bad for liking Sia. You're not bad for liking whoever the hell you want. I think they could have... They wouldn't have had to make many changes to make Sia good. Which is actually a good argument for this being a real Zelda game. Because that's kind of the story of this series with regards to a lot of characters. Okay, uh, could you read this last one from Rob? Rob asks, Any characters that you would want to play as that weren't in the game... Or would want to see in a sequel, the champions from Breath of the Wild, for example? Your answer is Groose. Well, I have several answers lined up. Worry about your answer. You tell me your answer. My answer answer is Groose. Why is your answer Groose? It would be really funny. 
It would be really funny. He would he, have all these moves that involve the Grusinator. Yeah, the Grusinator for his big attacks. And then he would just be like... A brawler. He'd be showing off like... Um, <gasps> like Incineroar like and Incineroar. Smash Brothers. Yeah. Yes. Every time he does a big move, he poses afterwards. Yes. Oh, it's so sick. He would probably dive bomb people with his loft wing. He would, like, have a move. One of his moves has to be he just falls out of the sky screaming sure. at the top of his lungs and just smashes into them. I would also accept a move where he punches a punching bag with Link's face doodled on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so strong. Or he throws weights at them. Or eggs. Yes. Both. Both. Anyone else? Uh... The Breath of the Wild champions should all get their own yes, slot. Like, but that's Hyrule Warriors too. Yeah, we're talking about a sequel here primarily. Okay. It'd be the champions in Sidon. Sidon. And, and the new champions. Si- the new, yeah, the whole, the whole crew. The new crew. Yeah. Sidon, Riju, Teba, uh, Yunobo. All of them could fit. Yeah. That might be a bit much, but I really like it. The Happy Mask Man. Yeah. That would be weird and very good. But they can't have a Hyrule Warriors 2 without the champions and at least Sidon, right? Like, that's going to be dope. Like, um, the most popular characters in the game by far, and I think Sidon's more popular than any of the champions. Uh Uh-huh. So they gotta be in there. Yeah. Just like Agatha. Agatha, the most popular character from Twilight Princess. Apparently. Well, that and Midna. We got two Midnas in that game, if you remember. Yes. That was fine. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to talk about Midna's role in Linkle's campaign. That's going to be so good. The Happy Mask Salesman. Um, using different masks. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of like Young Link, who was, it turns out, the most powerful character in the game by most metrics. Oh. You liked that, right? That Young Link, the actual canonical Ocarina of Time Link, was the most powerful character in the game. In Hyrule Warriors? Oh, absolutely. I didn't know. I did a lot of grinding as him at one point. I did not pay attention. Okay, well, his whole thing is that he builds up magic, but he can also convert... You remember there's special meter and then magic meter. Uh-huh. You could, Young Link had a special thing where he could take his special meter and convert it directly into a magic meter. And with a full magic meter, he could turn into the fierce deity. Oh, cool. And he gets a whole new move set and gets way more powerful. And as you beat up enemies, you build up special meter. So you could get a thing going with Young Link where you just build up enough special meter while you're Fierce Deity Link to play the Ocarina and refill your magic meter before it runs out. So you can just be the Fierce Deity for like seven or eight minutes at a time. It is absurdly powerful. Oh, cool. He's a monster. And his big special finisher attack is that the moon would come crashing down towards whatever he's aiming at. Mm-hmm. And instead of letting it crash, he would cut it in half with his sword. And the, so stupid. And the explosion would also catch whoever his enemy was. Stupidly cool. It's so stupid and so cool. Bring back Young Link, I guess. But also, yes, all the champions. 
and Breath of the Wild Zelda Riding a Guardian. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, like, you mentioned that Link might have the train as a move, but maybe just Link on the train. That's just that. That's just the whole thing. It's just <laughs> uh-huh. a train. Yes. It's just a big train. Yes. How would that work? Uh, the cannon. Oh, or maybe he could be a giant character like Ganon is. Yes. That would work. Yeah, I would play you that. Fire the cannon. You run over people. And it's like King Dodongo shows up and you ram him with the train uh-huh. and shoot him with the cannon. Yes. Okay. I'm a big fan of this already. Okay. I think we've reached the end of our questions, which means we've come pretty close to the end of the episode. If you would like to send in questions to the Book of Medora podcast to be read on the podcast itself, you can send them to myself or Crystal on Twitter, at CamWriter and at Arcane Crystal, respectively. You can also send in longer form questions to Book of Medora Podcast at gmail.com. That is Book of Medora Podcast at gmail.com. Now, Monica. Yes. As I remember, you have a joke that you could tell. Uh huh. Tell it. What did Lana say as she walked away? What? See you later. Good. That took me some time. I'm. It was worth the workshopping. You, you could hear me workshop it during the end of the, the first episode. I, I believe it. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.